I hope you're doing well today. I want to make a bit of an announcement of an upcoming seminar. It's going to happen from Sunday evening, December 11th through Wednesday, late afternoon on the 14th. And the event is called Lord Teach Us to Pray, uh, an Advent experience. We're going to combine some insights every day about Advent and the awakening that comes to our hearts in the coming of Jesus. And we're also going to talk about prayer. I'll be leading this. I'll have a few other people that are going to uh, participate in uh, directing some spiritual exercises, guiding some prayer, doing some teaching. I think it's going to be a great experience. You can go to our website and you can get all the information you need about it. I've done this seminar six or seven times in the past. I've always done it with just a small group of people. But this time we're opening it up to everyone. It's going to be held in Ashland, Ohio. If you're interested, go to the website. You can find out about it. And my hope is that you might be willing to join us there. Well, let me say a word of prayer. Father, I pray that today that your word would penetrate our hearts and that we would have an experience of your presence. Lord, we're we're desperate for you. This world is so complex, in many ways desecrated from the wonder that you created it in. And so I pray that something I say today would encourage our hearts, that would direct us again toward you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So... Uh, I'll bet this happened with you either when you were as a child or when you had children. Did you ever try to go overboard to express to one of your children how much you love them? Maybe take your arms and stretch them out as far as you could and you would say, I love you this much and more. Or you would hold them and squeeze them tight and then say that that's the way you love them. In other words, we're wanting to express the height, the depth, the breadth of love that we have for people we care about, and it's somewhat limited, and yet the actions do communicate to us that there is an expanse to the love we have. Now, I mention that because there is a particular passage of Scripture in which the psalmist talks about the love of God, the faithfulness of God, the righteousness of God, and the justice of God. And in each of these, he's trying, by the use of words, to create a mental picture of how vast each of these characteristics of God really is. And then to get us to understand that in every way, God is for us in all of these areas. Let me read this little passage. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice is like the great deep. Love, faithfulness, righteousness, and justice 
pictured for us more expansive than our minds can even comprehend in order that we can understand how much God, our Father in heaven, is for us. You know, the first picture that we have here is the picture that God's love reaches to the heavens. And I think it's very hard for us in any way to understand how vast the universe is. I know I can't capture it. But here's one illustration that really captured my attention. It it has to do with a star called the Big Dog Star, Canis Majoris. And a particular author, in trying to show us how large this star is, said this, imagine that the earth is a golf ball and that the big dog star is Mount Everest. Now place them beside each other. And you know Mount Everest is the largest, tallest mountain that we have in the world. And the author is saying, that's the comparison there is. Just of how vast that one particular star is, let alone how vast the universe is. And what the psalmist is telling us is that God's love for you extends that far. It is that vast. It is that immeasurable. And the only illustration of it that we can even wrap our heads around is the fact that the Father's Son, God the Son, set aside his glory to come to earth as a baby in order to redeem us and to draw us into the embrace of God. No matter what happens around us in the world, the psalmist is wanting us to understand that God's love actually is not only unfathomable, but it takes our breath away to even consider how great his love for you is. Maybe it would be good for you to ask the Holy Spirit to create in your mind an image of this vastness, this greatness that surrounds you, that is infinite in its expanse, and that all of that is love, and all of that is God's love for you. This is one of the reasons that when I'm teaching on the love of God, I I often use the acronym DANCE, D-A-N-C-E. You've heard me say this before. God delights in you. He adores you. He wants to nurture you. He celebrates you and wants to bring you into his embrace. And this is just one of the characteristics, one of the qualities that the psalmist is trying to get us to understand And often we think of God as being withholding or capricious, and yet the truth of the matter is his love is so great, for God so loved the world, for God so loved you. He then goes on and he wants us to understand the whole idea of 
God's faithfulness, and he likens it to the skies. It's as great as the skies. You know, one of the things I love to do when we're out west and we're driving across the plains and the prairies is just to look at the sky because here in western Pennsylvania, in Ohio, in Virginia, in New York, because of the rolling hills and the Appalachian Mountains, we don't see the expanse of the sky, but you get out west and all of a sudden the sky just becomes, as they call it, big sky country. And what the psalmist wants us to understand, that God's faithfulness to you, faithfulness to us, is that big, that, that expansive, again, to use that word, so that we will hold faith in the midst of the difficult times. As it says in Psalm 40, that we will wait patiently for the Lord. I, I have trouble doing that, but if I can wrap my head around this metaphor, this image of God being that faithful, beyond my ability to comprehend how high the sky is, how far ahead I see that his faithfulness is like that, that he cares, that he seeks us, that he prays for us, that he prepares for us. He is faithful. And then it goes on and talks about his righteousness is like a high mountain. This whole idea of righteousness is, again, it, it, it means his, his beauty, his vastness, his purity, and that that righteousness is beyond, again, our ability to in any way comprehend. And that that righteousness is what has guided God to extend to us an opportunity to be brought into him. You know, I just want you to think for a minute about, about Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 28, where it talks about there is a righteousness, a beauty, a power, a purity, that is given to us because of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? A righteousness, a righteousness greater than the mountains in terms of their ability to even comprehend or see. I remember last year at this very time, I was out in the mountains of Colorado and I was walking at 12,000 feet on a cold day and seeing the vastness of mountain after mountain before me and I could hardly breathe and part of that was because of the thin air, and part of it was because of the unbelievable beauty in that moment. And what the Bible is saying is that God's righteousness is greater than that, and then that righteousness is given to us because of faith in Jesus Christ. Again, I'm not sure about you, but there's something about that that becomes very difficult to even comprehend. 
You see, the writer, the psalmist, is he's trying to get us to come to the place of realizing just how big, (laughs) immeasurable God is in his love, in his faithfulness, in his righteousness that is pure and perfect, no spot, no blemish, no blame, held firm to the end, all true of you in Christ. That great righteousness is now given to you by faith. And then the psalmist talks about the justice of God being like the great deep, and he's responding and thinking of the ocean, how deep the ocean is, how vast its mysteries. And yet what God is saying is that his justice for us is like that. The degree to which God is searching for you, is for you, uses his power for your behalf, and he holds nothing back. That's what his justice is like. It's often hard for us to comprehend the infinite nature of God, his omnipresence, his omniscience. But the psalmist is wanting us to consider it in terms that at least we can somehow wrap our head around. God's love is more vast than the universe. His faithfulness greater than the skies. His righteousness, like the tallest mountain you ever saw, solid. And his justice, like the great deep. This is how God is for you. Today, I don't know what you're facing. I know I'm facing challenges. I, I would beg to consider that you're facing challenges. Sometimes our image of God is just too small. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to see how great is our God and that whatever we do to try to comprehend it, it's greater than even that. And then take the greatness of all it is that we're seeing about God's love and his faithfulness and his righteousness and his justice and recognize that that is fully applied toward you.